The Holy Gospel is written in the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning at the second verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the, gospel shall, and the poor shall have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. John the Baptist had had a great ministry. He had gone from being a nobody to having the religious leaders of his day coming and asking whether he was the next Elijah. He had not only recognized Jesus as Israel's Messiah, but had baptized him as well. And as he had baptized Jesus, he had seen the heavens open and God's spirit coming down upon Jesus and had heard God the Father saying to Jesus, this is my own dear son with whom I am well pleased. At the end of his life, however, everything came to a crashing halt as he was imprisoned by Herod until his life was cut short by Herodias asking for his head on a platter. How, I wonder, was he affected by this sudden end to his ministry which had had such a massive impact? Well, we get a clue from our gospel reading because John sent a message to Jesus to ask if Jesus was the one that they had been expecting or whether they should look out for someone else. In other words, as he sat in his prison cell, John the Baptist doubted what he had earlier been certain of. After he had baptized Jesus, John had seen the Spirit of God come down and stay on Jesus and had confidently told others that Jesus was the Son of God. Now though, he wasn't quite so sure, and so he sent some of his disciples to Jesus with this question. And isn't that, I wonder, similar 
to our experiences as Christians. Don't we go through times when we experience a real sense of closeness to God, when we feel absolutely certain of what we believe? Times when God seems so close to us that we could almost reach out and touch him. But then there are other times when that kind of confidence and that awareness of God's presence seems to be far away in the past and we wonder how we could ever have been so sure about what we believed. In, these, in those times, we haven't lost our faith, but we don't have the same sense of assurance that we once had. Does that mean that we're not following God's plan for our lives? Does it perhaps mean that we have failed or sinned or stopped trusting? The answer to all of those questions is no. Think for a moment about the way in which Jesus replies and responds to John's question. First, it's important to note that Jesus does not criticize John. He doesn't tell him to pull up his socks or to be more trusting or to have more faith or to repent for his sins. And then he tells the crowds that are around him that there has never been a man greater than John the Baptist. You see, Jesus knows that doubt is part of the journey of faith. Even the greatest man who ever lived experienced periods of doubt. And if John the Baptist did, then we should certainly expect to too. Jesus welcomes John coming to him with his doubts and he sends back a message of encouragement. John was isolated in his prison cell. He would have had some contact with his disciples, but he was not free, and his disciples would only have been able to see him at certain times. And in that isolation, as we've reflected, it would have been easy for him to retreat into himself with his doubts and to allow them to grow and play on his mind without being answered. But of course, that's not what John actually did. Instead, he shared his doubts with Jesus. And in the same way, we too need to share our doubts and difficulties with one another and with God himself. And when others share their doubts and dif difficulties with us, we need to be like Jesus and give encouragement. In the message that Jesus sends to John, he asks him firstly to look again at himself, to look at Jesus. And when we do this, when we honestly look at the Jesus who is revealed to us in the Gospels, what we see is a man who is genuinely like God. We see a man who does and says the things that only God could do and say. The blind can see, the lame can walk. Those who suffer from dreaded skin diseases are made clean. The deaf hear, the dead are brought back to life and the good news is preached to the poor. When we doubt our faith, as we all do at different times in our lives, one of the best things we can do is to remind ourselves of what Jesus is actually like. Could anyone do and say the things that Jesus did and said and not be God himself? 
The message that Jesus sends to John also asks him to look at the signs of the kingdom that can be seen in Jesus' ministry. Those things that Jesus said and did were the first signs that the rule and reign of God was coming about on earth. As John looked at those tangible signs of God's kingdom, he could see the prophecies about God's rule on earth coming true. And so like John, we also need to look in our world for signs of God's kingdom in changed lives and changed communities. Sometimes as preachers, we give the impression that the Christian life should be all highs and no lows. Sometimes preachers even deliberately preach that God's plan is that we can all become champions successful in all that we do. But that is to preach and read only a part of what the Bible says, not the whole. God's way for us often involves apparent failure and hardship, just as it did for John in this passage. A faith that survives the difficult times is longer lasting than a faith that only knows ease and comfort. It is in the testing times that our faith is stretched and grows. Jesus understands our doubts. He encourages us to share our doubts with others and to support others in their doubts and difficulties. He points us to himself and to the signs of God's kingdom in our lives and the lives of those around us as an encouragement to us to hold on in those difficult times and to see our faith grow and develop as a result. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.